Blog Talk Radio. Hey, what's up? This is your homegirl, Complex Angel, and welcome back to another episode of Self Love is My Rehab, where we are all tired of abuse, self sabotaging, and damage control being our addiction. I'm about to get my partner in crime, DC, on the line so we can start this lovely show tonight, so please tune in and love yourself. Yo, yo, DC, what's going on? Yeah, we switched the whole introduction, huh? How you doing then? Shit, popcorn for the am. Well, not switch, just add, just added some more stuff in there, you know. I felt it tonight. But uh, anyways, how was the vibe of the week? Uh, I mean, shit, um, the vibe of the week is just being unfiltered, and I'm about to be unfiltered with this shit. Um, yeah, uh, <laughs> job. y'all shit. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, no need for any further introduction because, yeah, I would just say, yeah, fuck you, because, <laughs> yeah. Let's just say I'm starting to put my foot down. You know, I'm starting to I'm starting to practice what I preach as far as, yeah. you know, hurting friends and because they don't mind hurting yours or, you know what I'm saying, That's or, right. you know what I'm saying, like becoming, you know what I'm saying, the person that you, you know, that you continue to praise and you, you continue to mold and stuff like that, you know what I'm saying. So I'm starting to actually try to, I'm trying to implement everything that I talk about in this podcast or, you know what I'm saying, the advice that I get from this podcast. I'm really trying to implement that into, you know, into real life situations. And mm. let's just say come Monday, um, I'll let y'all know the following Sunday, if I still got a job or not. Oh, God. <laughs> but, but, uh, but I mean, hell, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, to, it's to a point where you just, you know, you got to stand your grounds and you have to, you have to be logic about things. You know what I'm saying? Like there's, there are certain things where you can just kind of like roll over and let things go. But, you know, some, there's, there's sometimes as well where you just gotta, you know, you gotta cave in and just really kind of try to compromise in situations and, you know, try to really get the person to see what's really going on type of thing. Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, I'm going to go, I'm going to go to, you know, the limps of, you know, protocols and stuff like that, but I mean, I'll let y'all know Sunday if I got jobs still. <laughs> Listen, it's yeah. all in God's hands. Be good. Right, that part. So, <laughs> going to keep it in complex. Um, I just got two things for y'all. I came across a meme and an article this week. So, the meme, I had to highlight it. It says, why do vegans want their food to look like meat? And the response was, for the same reason people use dildos. It looks the same, feels the same, fills a hole, no hearts are broken in the process. So I just had to highlight that because I felt like that was them just saying, mind your fucking business, you know? And then um, I came across this article the other day. I don't know if y'all noticed when you uh, click on the Google Chrome app now, under the Google search engine, it's like different articles. And this one just really stood out to me. It said, half-baked. Lobsters doused with pot smoke to test pain during cooking. So these scientists got a whole bunch of lobsters and basically um, gave them marijuana to see if this would, uh, I guess, like lessen the pain when they're getting cooked. And I just instantly laughed because I'm like, nigga, I could be high as fuck, but if I'm getting bored, I'm still going to feel that shit. And test results came back that it didn't work. (laughs) I mean, marijuana ain't a numbing pain. What the fuck? What, what, what was they? <laughs> that ain't no damn numbing cream type shit. Like, yo, that's what I said. 
I guess because they feel like, you know, with the CBD oil and, like, how, um, you know, medical marijuana helps with certain chronic pains. But come on now, boiling water, <laughs> anybody could feel that. I'm sorry. That's all. Right, yeah. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> with that being said, we're going to get right into this shut me the fuck up topic. Uh, so tonight we're doing another light one. Um, we're talking about social media. Um, we just go there. You know what I'm saying? So my first question for you, DC, is do you remember what your life was like before social media? Uh, pretty vividly. Um, okay. Yeah. It, uh, I mean, it really consists of, you know, being outside. You know what I'm saying? Especially, yeah. um, you know, between, well, I wouldn't even say between, but, like, up to, like, the ages of 12, 13, maybe even 14, you know what I'm saying? It consisted of being outside, you know what I'm saying, getting into all those different activities. Like, shit, I remember, like, the most I got into was pretty much, shit, uh, fighting and Mm -hmm. um, bike riding shit. Like, I remember back in the day, like, trick bikes was the shit back in the day. Like, that was, like... That was like the neighborhood trending thing, especially like for boys and shit. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like we we love fucking mongoose bikes, dog. And we used to always just like um, trick them out. Like pegs was the shit. Like you know what I'm saying? Like there was no boy on the block that did not have pegs on their bike. If you didn't, they probably got stolen. But you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like that was like that was the thing. Like you know what I'm saying? Like bikes and bike accessories. You know what I'm saying? I remember right. adjusting the in the bars, or you know what I'm saying? Like um, getting different uh, type of uh, seats and stuff like that, and you know uh, the spokes. You know what I'm saying? Everything, all all the all the all the different specs of like a back of a bike is what we were right. just pretty much just into. Like you know what I'm saying? Like that was our that was our thing. Like you know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. hopping off ramps, and shit. I remember this one time, and this was probably the last time I had hopped on a ramp, and I'm surprised I was able to still have a kid after this. But I had, I had I had jumped this ramp, and I guess I didn't really embrace myself for the impact of landing. But I just know that both feet, for some goddamn reason, I don't know how the friction just became no matter in this point. But oh, both my feet slid, slid away from the pedals, and I pretty much did a slip. Oh. Oh, man. When I say, like, the bar split, I ain't going to try to get too graphic with that, but I would just say, I would just say, yes, contact between yeah. myself <laughs> and the bar. Like, let's, yeah. let's just put it that way. Oh, and, God. yeah, I cried. I cried so bad. Oh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, this. I was surprised I was able to have a kid after that. I didn't think I was going to have kids. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> But, no, yeah, I mean, shit, other than that, yeah, I mean, that's all it really consisted of. You know, just really a lot of outdoor activities, you know. Okay. Some that were safe well, for kids, some that weren't safe for kids. But, hey, we were outside. Uh, well, for me, I do remember outside, but I think that I didn't enjoy it because my outside was very controlled. Um, living with my grandmother, if you wanted to go outside, you could only ride your bike from one end of the house to the other end so like basically stay in front of the house um but you know i've seen other kids riding their bike in the middle of the street hey you know Tasha, you want to come out with us oh i can't um and then you know the times where i think by the time i got like 11 and 12 and 13 that's when i was able to leave from in front of the house but you know 
by the time I turned 12, I actually moved from my grandma's house into my mom's house. And that's when I had to start watching my cousin. So before social media, I was, my head was still in the computer because AOL was out at that time. So instant message. So I found myself like, because I couldn't get um, social interactions with people outside because like, I didn't have a, I didn't have a, t- a teenage life. Like, I had a child that wasn't mine that I had to worry about who's going to watch, you know what I'm saying, if I really want to go do something. Right. That's how controlled I was, right. So it was very frustrating. So I tried to connect to people online, and I was making pen pals and everything, sending pictures, <laughs> and then wondering why they're not, why they not answering no more because it's like, you know, back then, meeting somebody overline was, like, very dangerous, and that's something that you don't play with. So Definitely. I wasn't really understanding back then. This was just my outlet because I didn't have a social interaction with people. Like it got to a point where when I was staying with my grandmother and because I couldn't leave from in front of the house, when I would go to my mom's house on the weekend when she was on the east side, I didn't know how to interact with kids. I would just sit on the porch and watch other people play because that's what I was used to. So before social media shit, I would say like I still had an awkward way of interacting with people. Um, so <laughs> that ties into, well, it doesn't really tie into my next question, but, you know, because they say social media is such a bad thing and it's bad for our kids, what we're doing to them, how we just put a phone in front of them, let's talk about a good right. side of it. Do you feel social media is a good place for business and platform promotion? Uh, yeah, I do think so. Um, okay. I feel like it's an alternative for, you know, for people to – you know, really go out there and physically do it. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. um, you know, instead of like, you know, paying, paying such money to, you know, promote physically, you know what I'm saying? Like with, mm-hmm. you know, like billboards or, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, signs and stuff like that. And, you know, yeah. throwing out business cards at liquor stores and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. it's a, I feel like, I feel like it's a cool way to do it. You know what I'm saying? Cause that's what, that's how I started off really because, yeah. I have such a difficult time in a sense to, you know, um, physically promote, you know, my business, you know, I found it more convenient and more easier for me based on my preference and my difficulties to be able to, you know, pretty much promote my business and stuff online. You know what I'm saying? And it's, it's been working thus far, you know, but, um, I feel like if you, if you're capable of, you know, of, of doing both, you know what I'm saying? Like it, it doubles, it doubles, it doubles your um, um, your notoriety. You know what I'm saying? As far as with your business and stuff. You know what I'm saying? And plus, like right. you know, you can get a little bit more creative with um, with uh, promoting your business um, on social media and stuff like that. Because with technology now, like you know, you create videos. You know what I'm saying? You can do um, like photo shoots and still be able to put that on social media. You know what I'm saying? So. Um, and plus, like you know, you'll be able to you'll be able to reach out to a more broad audience. You know what I'm saying? Like you'll be you'll be able to reach out to more people than you would be able to do, you know, in the sense like on the street type of shit. Like you know what I'm saying? But right. um, but yeah, I mean, if I if I was to you know promote, I definitely would do it on social media. Mm. Listen, that part you're right. It definitely does spread faster than it would with talking to someone on the street because you know a lot of people are so on the go on the street and it's like I don't really have time to stop and see what you have to sell me but 
you know, you could right. post. The social media gives you the opportunity to post more than once. So a person may see it the first time. Ah, I'll come back to that second time. Okay, I know I've seen that before by a third time. Let me get this. You know what I'm saying? Because I keep seeing it. Right. And I think that everybody uses that tactic, you know, on social, on, on Netflix. You know what I'm saying? Not to get off ta- topic too much, but... You know, they, they do that in a sense where, like, you keep seeing the same movie come up. But, okay, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and fucking watch it. So I definitely right. think that social media gives that opportunity and the hashtags. I love the hashtags, how you can just put certain different hashtags and it links you to other people, like, you know, to another, to a new set of followers that you don't even have. Exactly. Because I've noticed that I've been doing that for my book that I'm promoting and people are starting to add me. And people that I'm not even friends with are liking it because hashtags is pulling them in. And, you know, I know you had told me about this, the whole, uh, the Facebook promo, like where you could pay to get your, um, your, I, th- I guess like to do like one of your postings, you can promote them. And like, basically yeah. it'll start to show as a sponsor on people's page that you don't even know, like it'll pull the target audience in. So it does, it is very beneficial. Um, but with social media, <laughs> You know, it does expose a lot of stuff, and it does put us in a place where people feel like they have to control, in a sense, and that they feel like they have to, um, I guess, like, social media has become a place where, like, freedom of speech is really starting to become a thing now. It's not really our freedom anymore. You know, we're going to talk about that later and what you know about that, but, you know, it's a Destiny's Child situation. So my question to you is... um, has social media brought out awareness to being more sensitive to certain issues, you know, with the disclaimers we have to drop? Yeah, I think so. Because, I mean, like you mm-hmm. said, like, you know, everybody has the ability and, you know, the the confidence to pretty much say whatever mm-hmm. they want to say. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like they're able to speak out their beliefs, you know what I'm saying, whether, you know, a person – agrees or disagrees you know because you because the thing is like you're you're anonymous to a point where it's like yeah like this is a this is the person that's speaking but like they're out of reach for further conversation like you know what i'm saying so it's like you can can speak you know you can speak anything you want from such a distance to where like you know the only thing that's going to affect you is you know someone else's words but it's like you know if you're if you're bold enough to you know um make a claim on something, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, not really even have like some professionalism behind it. It's like, you are, mm-hmm. you know, you, you, you're aware of that, you know, you're aware that, you know, nobody's going to be able to, you know, further do anything, but just say how they feel about what you, you know, what you post or, you know what I'm saying? What you respond to, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, but is it, is it a bad thing in a sense? I mean, I, I kind of feel like it is because it's like, um, Uh, I don't know how to really necessarily put it without really sounding like a dick or nothing, but it's like, you know, it's just, it's just certain things that, that shouldn't really be said about everything. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like you, you don't necessarily have to really speak out your opinion on everything. You know what I'm saying? Like you just keep your opinion to yourself and just keep it moving. But it's like, at the same time, it's like, you know, to keep the whole freedom of speech afloat, you know what I'm saying? You shouldn't necessarily be sensitive based off of what someone says, you know what I'm saying? Because it's their opinion. It's not really affecting you too much. Like, you know what I'm saying? 
like I said, yeah. you know, a person a person gonna always feel like they can capitalize or, you know, be able to, you know, freely express themselves, especially on social media. Because you wouldn't have the the debates that you have on social media in person because it wouldn't go that mm-hmm. far. You know, like a person yeah. gonna say something wrong in person. And then, like, you know, the person going to get offended and they're going to start talking about the person. And then before you know it, or, you know, guns will be brought out. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, so that's why, like, on social media, you know, I feel like comments and remarks are more aggressive than they ever would be in person. Well, I mean, don't get it twisted, though. There's been a couple cases where people have pulled up because of Facebook fight. You know, like, social media sometimes exposes too much, like location and everything. But... When I brought this question to the platform, um, how I feel about it is I understand that we have to have disclaimers. I understand that we have to be sensitive to what we say because this is what I mean by I feel like the disclaimers and, um, you know, the the sensitivity awareness, it has made it to a point where sometimes – freedom of speech is not really freedom of speech. Like, I still have to watch what I say. And I understand why, because cyberbullying and, like you said, the comments, become a little bit too harsh on social media because a lot of people know they can't be reached. You know what I'm saying? Just like these motherfuckers mm. on Call of Duty online when they want to talk shit, they know they can't be reached. But <laughs> I feel like I think that it's the difference between teaching somebody a new way. Like, okay, say if I said a wrong terminology about, um, you know, someone in the, you know, the gay community. If I said a wrong terminology it's a difference between saying you can't say that and, and saying, like, you know, I, I prefer if you would say this. You know what I'm saying? This really offends me because at the end of the day, I have to respect you. This is, what, this is how you want me to approach you. But when you sit up there and you start to nitpick at, like, what a person can say on their platform or what a person can put in their book or, you know what I'm saying, how a person uh, presents themselves about their opinion in interviews, you know what I'm saying, when you start to try to do that, it's like, okay, now you're messing with the pers- this person's creativity. You get what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, if, if I'm listening to a podcast that is, is by assholes or by someone who's misogynistic, who listens to Kevin Samuels' bitch ass, I'm not going to listen to anything on there that I know that's going to trigger me. You get what I'm saying? Right. So I'm not going to sit up there and preach to them. You need to be aware. You need to be sensitive about this. You no, that's their platform. That's a place that I shouldn't go to. You get what I'm saying? I just feel like yeah. I'm glad. I'm glad that we're bringing this awareness out because we do need to be sensitive to what we say. But you can also filter out the assholes. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody is not going to always conform to how you see the world and, and what makes you feel comfortable. You can educate them, but you can't expect a person to just mute themselves and, and readjust how they feel because it makes you feel uncomfortable. And I know that I probably put my foot in my mouth for saying that, but that's just how I feel. Like I'm, I'm really passionate about that. Like it's just all about, you know what, this doesn't relate to me. They're not, they're at a place where they see stuff differently from me. So how I feel is not even going to get through to them. You know what I'm saying? Let me filter them out and find more things that I can relate to, find more platforms that I can relate to. But uh, that ties into my last question. Um, When do you think social media became addicting? Because we've had a, we've had a lot of different, um, 
social media pages. I'm gonna take it back. Black Planet was one of them. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, honestly, shit. Between that and um, between that and MySpace, I think I think that's when mm. it really, I think that's when it really like you know set the for yeah. you know social media to be so trendy. Uh, that and um, yeah, I can't even. I, Never forget about Crush Spot. Crush Spot, I think Crush oh. Spot started in like eighth grade. I yeah. I really want to say that's when that really started, between seventh and eighth grade, or at least that's when it became aware. You know what I'm saying? Yep. For me, you know what I'm saying? Because like when I when I found out Crush Spot, I was like, oh shit! Like okay, this is where you kind of like meet people. Like you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. people that you want to date, like type of shit. Like you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and yeah. and it's crazy because like around that time is when like you know that's what you know, that's what was popping right then and there, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, uh, you know, liking girls or, you know what I'm saying? Like girls liking boys and, you know, shit like that. And, you know, you really starting to, you know, find your preference in the opposite sex and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? Like that's when, that's when it really started popping. But I think, yeah. I think MySpace really set the platform because I can't remember if Black Planet did it though, but like you were able to really like customize your page, you know what I'm saying? From the background, you know what I'm saying? Like all that glittery, um, emoji shit and you know what I'm saying with the mm-hmm. uh, with the song playing in the background and all that stuff like <laughs> and I swear to God every every single female page that I went on in MySpace um had either a pretty Ricky <laughs> song or oh, a fucking God. Ray J song like and, and some Chris Brown <laughs> like those were like the top three <laughs> artists that were playing in the in a female's background and I was like God damn like if I don't look like these niggas I might not even have a shot because apparently this is all y'all like <laughs> you know right. what I'm saying but um but no yeah I mean that was definitely it you know what I'm saying because and and it's crazy how it took us by storm yeah. because like it pretty much isolated everything that we were accustomed to before social media mm-hmm. even became a thing. Like, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Because, like, once I, once I really kind of, like, started, like, you know, dealing with social media like that, I started – well, I didn't start at the time, but, like, I, I realize now, you know what I'm saying, like, mm-hmm. I didn't really go outside as much. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, those likes <laughs> wouldn't yeah. really fit no more. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, my <laughs> interest and, you know what I'm saying, my, my hobby at the time, you know what I'm saying, besides video games, because, like, you know, social media kept me in the house at that point. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I was like, yeah, this shit boring. Like, I'm, I'm tired of fighting. I'm tired of playing hide and seek, pick them up, mess them up, whatever the fuck it was that we were doing back then. Like, I got tired of the outdoors. Like, you know what I'm saying? It was time to yeah. go inside in the comforts of my home with snacks and lots of fluids and, you know, either play the video game or be up on Crush By and or MySpace trying to find the next boot. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I'm what it was. Like, but like I said, like, you know, it surprised me. And, you know, in this particular time, because it's like, it took us, it took us by storm so much to where like, it's still in a sense has its, its way of distracting us from shit, you know, distracting us from priorities in a sense. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like we, we can't do anything throughout the day without reporting to Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, et cetera. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Our lives are intact with social media now at this point. It's a part of us. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, we can't go a day without either posting something or 
seeing is somebody that, you know, that we've been, you know, pretty much eyeballing, you know what I'm saying, for the week. They the hot topic. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I wonder if they posted something today. Like, you know what I'm saying? Right. And, like, if you're, if, you're, if you're on the opposite end, like, you're, you're constantly posting shit, and you're going to check back to see if the person that, you know what I'm saying, that you're trying to get attention, you know what I'm saying, is liking your shit or whatnot. You know what I'm saying? Because I know, like, with um, – Cause I know with uh, like if you post something like on like your Instagram stories and or your Facebook stories, um, you can see who pretty much you know saw it. You know what I'm saying? So you will be monitoring that shit all day. <laughs> you know right. what I'm saying? Like it's crazy how it's crazy how that just that that just tension away from everything else. Cause I can I can I can be down there for certain that ninety percent of the time, literally ninety percent of the time out of the day. Your time is spent mostly on social media. <laughs> I can almost damn near oh, guarantee that. You know what I'm saying? Because it's, <laughs> it's, it's it's addictive. It's crazy. Like it's really addictive. Yeah. Well, see, honestly, Black Planet actually paved the way for MySpace to do all of that with the music in the background and customizing the uh, background. Because okay. you remember the guest book page. Remember how people come sign your guest book? I saw some dope ass shit on there. I seen things moving. I seen music playing yeah, like dog. That. that was the sh- yeah. The guest book was the shit. Okay, and if you had like three hundred pages, I remember I had got up to like a hundred and fifty pages on my guest book. I was like, yes, but mm. inst- but social media got addictive for me when Facebook came around. Um, I love MySpace. Crushbot made me cringe because of the rating of pics. I was always a six point five. Yes. <laughs> that that made me that made me Man. compare my insecurities a lot. That made me more insecure. But Facebook yes. was when it became addictive for me because, you know, with Facebook you get to create different photo albums and you know, that was around the time where it was senior year, so homecoming and prom pictures and everything. Like but Facebook became a place for me to be too much of an open book. Because like you said, we run to Facebook, we run to social media with everything. And, you know, that 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 million-dollar question I used to ask, what's on your mind or how are you feeling? Oh, Facebook cares. But not realizing that I'm putting all of these statuses and people are just like, some people are compassionate and some people are like, oh, here she go, being a negative Nancy again. But right. – um, I think that that's when, like, it became addictive to me because it's, like, that was, like, you know, a place where I could connect with my family. I think, like, that's where it that's where it really became addictive because Facebook was the social media page that set the network for you to be able to connect with your family and to, you know, basically do, like, what relationship do you have to this person? And y'all could create your own personal groups and keep in touch that way. So, yeah, I don't know. It was it was just crazy. But that's when it became addictive to me. And then Twitter just took the fuck off because Twitter, you know, if yeah. you wanted to find out anything, if you wanted to watch, if you wanted to know who won the, uh, if you missed the BET award, who won this award, all you had to do was just update your Twitter. You was going to find out. Um, right. You know, it, it took me a minute to get to Instagram. And it took me a minute to get to Snapchat. But that's where it became addictive to me. But I'm going to ask one last question since we got a little bit of time. You just yeah, made yeah. me think about this. So, compared to your 20s and your 30s, are you noticing a difference in how much you use social media now? Like, or is it still the same? Hmm. I would say I would say there's a difference. Um, okay. 
because I feel like the only only reason why there is a difference because of um, uh, the uh, the priority the, the priorities that I'm acknowledging now at this point. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like I'm starting to realize, like you know, there's more to life than just you know constantly checking on social media to see what anybody else is doing. Instead, I need to be you know you know putting that energy into what I need to be doing. Like you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like you know, there will be times like. Like, I would say nowadays, like, the only time I'm really checking on Facebook, you know what I'm saying, like, 10% of the time is just to be like, okay, let me find something funny. You know what I'm saying? Or let me yeah. see what, like, you know, let me see what people are doing. Let, like, let me find a funny-ass meme or some shit. Or, you know what I'm saying, 90% of it is more so just checking to see, you know what I'm saying, like, how my business is doing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because because that's where I'm doing a lot of my promoting. It's like, okay, let me see if, you know, my promotions and stuff are, you know, doing – you know, my business of justice, you know what I'm saying? And it has been, honestly, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'll get notifications saying that, you know what I'm saying, I got, like, a new like on, you know, something pertaining to my business or, you know what I'm saying, somebody, uh, you know, started uh, liking and following the page and stuff like that, you know what I'm saying? So those are the things that I'm really looking at in regards to social media, you know what I'm saying? Because I've incorporated my business into social media, like that's the only reason why you would probably even see me online. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's because <laughs> like, you know, I'm either, you know, talking to, you know, manufacturers and shit like that or, you know what I'm saying, I'm checking on notifications based on my job or I mean not on my job, but um what well, I guess you could say it is my job. Um my clothing yeah. brand or whatever, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, there there's a big difference. Because, yeah, back in my twenties, yeah, I I'd be making posts <laughs> and I'll wait like five, ten minutes to be like, Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay, let me see if somebody likes my shit yet. No, motherfucker. Okay, um, let me post something else because nobody <laughs> seen that shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's like, you know, you you, it, it like I said, it's crazy. Like when you make when you make Facebook such a priority, well, social media when you make it such a priority, you know what I'm saying? Like you, you base your happiness off of it. You know what I'm saying? Or I wouldn't even say necessarily your happiness, but your status. You know what I'm saying? Type of thing. Because I remember, like, I would used to post stuff. And, like, I wouldn't get a like on it in, like, the first half hour to an hour. It'll be discouraging. As crazy as it sounds, it would be very discouraging because it's like, damn, don't nobody really give a fuck about me. Like, this is a this is a large-ass fucking platform. It's global. And I couldn't give one like. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's how, that's how in that's how deep I was into it. You know what I'm saying? And I wouldn't be surprised if, if there's any people out there like that as well. But it's like, you know. That's how I was feeling at the time. But, like, now, I can care less, too. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'll post something, like, you know what I'm saying, just for some shits and giggles, just to let people know, like, hey, I'm still alive type of shit. But it's like, I don't, I don't, you know, stress on the fact of, you know, whether or not I get likes or anything or not. That's just like with, you know, like the videos I do, like, for the promos and shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, I kind of put some pressure on myself, you know what I'm saying, because I'm doing it for a, um, I'm doing it for a platform. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm I'm taking on leadership to do that for a platform. You know what I'm saying? So if I don't exceed certain expectations when it comes down to it, yeah, I'll probably get down about it. But that only tells me, like, okay, let's go harder with the next video. You know what I'm saying? Or, let's, you know, let's start, like, you know, adjusting how you can do things to make the videos better type of thing. You know what I'm saying? But other than that, I can't care less, bro. <laughs> well, this is sidebar on the video. I sent it to people in my – uh inbox and everything and they was all cracking up like like seriously i love that one that you did i i felt like i felt like the crazy part about it was like 
my my intentions wasn't even to my intentions initially was not to even put that clip of Bernie Mac um in that in the <laughs> beginning. But it was just like <laughs> like I don't know what came I don't know what came apart. I don't even know what came to to the start of me doing it. It was just like I don't know. Like I thought of I thought of Bernie Mac and then like as soon as I started Bernie Mac I was like Possum face motherfucker. Yep, let me type in Soul Man real quick. Now. Let me get that. I need to get it. And I had to chop it up a little bit be- to keep it under a minute. So that's why I like, you know, where it kind of like skipped to like certain parts. Like I made sure like I, you know, I put in, you know, the the most funniest parts in that scene. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, but yeah, I'm getting, little, I'm getting more creative with the shit. I'm getting more creative yeah. with it. You know what I'm saying? Like, and it, and it's, and, and what I like about it, you know what I'm saying? as far as like, you know, doing promotion videos, um, for, you know, for the platform, like it's allowing me to, you know, uh, really invest in that craft of being able to, you know, create, you know, videos and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? So I can start mm-hmm. implementing that into my business as well too, or, you know what I'm saying? You like, go. you know, just pretty much elevate and shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like it's, this is, <laughs> this is the era of like, let's keep it going. Mm-hmm. Like it, it, it feel good. I swear to God it do. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, That's good. Yeah. Well, I'm going to answer before we segue real quick. Uh, I definitely yeah. agree with you. My use for social media was very addicting in my 20s. Like, it would be every two to three minutes just checking back, you know, you know, especially when they made the Messenger app and you get that little pop-up head, oh, who sent me a message? I was always right. in my phone. <laughs> um, I'm just now getting to a point, going closer to, you know, being 31, I'm just now getting to a point of now – where I don't feel the need to wake up and, and check my phone. Because I remember there was a time where, like, I had to check, you know, Facebook and Instagram first. But with coronavirus last year, that's what kind of made me slow down with wanting to check because of how much people was obsessed over it. So now, you know, I only use it to promote my book. I only use it to promote, you know, the podcast, both of them, Queens of Five Divisions and this one. Or I only use it to – um repost podcasts that I listen to are motivational quotes. I'll find myself scrolling, but then I'm like, all right, nope. But now it's like, you know, um, I'm at a place where, like, I have a schedule and I don't have to be in my phone all day. Like, I've found a way to color to make time go by. I've found a way yeah. to read books, you know what I'm saying? I've found a way to smoke my weed and listen to music. I, you know, I've just found other ways to make time go by, but also still be productive you know what I'm saying, without just having my face glued to a damn screen. But, yeah, sure. so that was good. All right. I told y'all I was lighthearted. We didn't go too heavy tonight. You know, D.C. told me he had some stress levels. Told me, you know, he had some high blood pressure issues. So I said, all right, I'm going to go light. So, Man, but look, I can't y'all think always. I, y'all think I'll be fucking playing. Like, I really do got high blood pressure, <laughs> though. And she'd be, she be, she be skyrocketing that motherfucker, too. And listen, I can't it, always promise all that. I can't always world. promise that on uh stimulate your mind though. I can't always promise that I won't mess <laughs> with your high blood pressure levels. I'm just so you ready to get your mind stimulated, DC? Uh, that and probably get my high pressure, um, high pressure, high blood pressure ran up. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, right, drop it. All right, fuck it, shit. Blood pressure, let's go. Let's stimulate that mind, come. <laughs> 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 oh shit! Oh, <laughs> my bad, yo. Oh shit! Okay, all right. So, the question tonight is: Um, 
if you had to talk with yourself about the evaluation of your relationship with self, what would it be? <laughs> Man, what the fuck? <laughs> this is that shit I'm talking about. That's why your ass Yo. laughing so hard. Because no, I was, you already knew this shit was coming. You knew it. <laughs> Fucking up. Uh, <laughs> all right. Um, okay, well, read it one more time without smiling. Yes, yep. please. Okay. Uh, if you had to talk with yourself about the evaluation of your relationship with self, what would it be? Like, what would that talk be like? <sighs> you know what? Fuck it. I would, I would, I would, I would insist that you go first on this. Oh, okay. Fuck it. Damn. Change up, right? So. <clears throat> yeah. If I had to talk with myself about the evaluation with my relationship with myself, I would tell myself that um, I'm proud of the growth that you have made. Um, I see you changing every day, but I need you to stand on the boundaries that you set for yourself. I need you to understand that no one has control of you and you don't owe anyone anything. Like, I think that's something that I have to continuously repeat to myself because I get into the pattern of saying that I'm going to do something. Like, you know, how we say we're going to leave a relationship, and it's like as soon as they call or she call, you know, your boy's like, oh, you back to that? You know how. Girl, you know I love him. I feel like that's my pattern of just, like, not being able to, like, let go of things that doesn't deserve, that doesn't serve me, if that makes sense. So, um... I would basically just tell myself, like, you know, um, you're not perfect and you don't have to strive for that. Always give every day your best, but just know that you can say no and you can let your no be your no, you know, because I I realized that because I've had people control me my whole life and guilt trip me when I did say no because they knew that guilt trip would still get me to do what they said. You know, I used to be a person that would always complain about something but still do it. I don't know how to say no without feeling the need to explain myself. So I could tell myself, like, let your no be your no. And if no one respects it, it is what it is. You don't owe no one anything but God. So, yeah, that's my take on it. <clears throat> hmm. Well, it sounds redundant, but, you know, your, uh, your, uh, your testimony is pretty much similar to mine. I mean, I would tell myself, you know, to, you know, stop being a yes man to every single mm-hmm. situation that you come across. Um, yeah. You know, uh, be a man. Be a man and stand your grounds about things. You know what I'm saying? Be mm-hmm. assertive about, you know, what what you want and, you know, what you expect from others as well. You know what I'm saying? Um, stop, stop feeling like you owe people, you know, time and energy on certain things when you are still in the moments of, you know, rebuilding yourself. Um, Because, you know, we, we fall in, we fall victim to people, you know, kind of like criticizing us a bit about, you know, the, um, the pace that we're going, you know what I'm saying? As far as like, you know, in our journeys of, you know, um, rebuilding ourselves, but we got to take the time out to look that, you know, everybody has their own pace. Everybody has their own journey. 
we may come across the same particular situations, but you know what I'm saying? There's always a different outcome or there's always a different timeline to get to those, you know, to those goals. So I had to tell myself, you know what I'm saying? Like to, um, to stop allowing, I wouldn't even say people, you know what I'm saying? I would, I, you know, I would tell myself to stop, to stop, you know, painting the narrative for yourself and everybody else. You know what I'm saying? Like you can't, you can't create a simulated world and expect reality to play the part as well. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because like, in my head, like, I, I always just want people to understand where I'm coming from. You know what I'm saying? Because in my mind, like, I, I feel like my intentions are always good. But <clears throat> that may not come out. It may not come out the same way as others, you know, to others, you know what I'm saying? Or it may not even be just intentions, you know what I'm saying? Like a person can always assume that they are, you know, <clears throat> that they are taking actions, you know what I'm saying, with good intentions, but it could be all bad too at the same time. But um, mm-hmm. I would tell myself that too, you know what I'm saying? Like if you, if you say you're going by things with good intentions, make sure they are good intentions um, okay. and not just completely not solely just being selfish and, you know, telling yourself that they're good intentions. <laughs> you know what right. I'm saying? Because there's a difference. Um, uh, yeah. And, you know, I would tell myself, you know, just keep on pushing and don't be afraid to, you know, take the next step um, to being great. You know what I'm saying? Because, like you said, like, ain't nobody perfect. And I always tell myself yeah. I ain't perfect. You know what I'm saying? Because, yeah. <clears throat> excuse me. Um, because like I'll have people, you know, uh, come to me, you know, saying with situations that they're going through and stuff like that. And, you know, um, some would kind of, you know, commend me on certain things that I do. And it's like, look, listen, like the first, the, my first reply is like, look, listen, I ain't perfect. Like, you know what I'm saying? I've been through this, this, that third, you know what I'm saying? So I always praise, I always praise the fact that I'm not perfect, you know what I'm saying? But that also amplifies you know what I'm saying, the want and the need to, you know what I'm saying, because I feel like being too perfect can be just as bad as being terrible. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Ooh, that part, but, yeah. Yeah, so. That wasn't so bad. You did it. Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> I, had to take my medicine. I had to take my medicine while you talk. So that can't be okay. right now. <laughs> well, lead us into the shout-outs and appreciation. <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah, let's, yeah, let's, let's start segueing to the lighter, the lighter parts of the damn show. Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, shout out to, shout out to self-love as my rehab first and foremost, you know what I'm saying, with that being said, because this has been a therapeutic and yet fun, you know, experience for me to, you know, pretty much speak my truth and, you know, be exposed to my truth and, you know, allow me to become a better person, you know what I'm saying, each and every day, you know what I'm saying, because without, Without that, there, you know, without fault, there is no perfection or, you know what I'm saying, no growth. Mm-hmm. So, you know what I'm saying, you got to take some blame somewhere. And I'll be taking blame every goddamn time I come on this damn show. Um, <laughs> so shout out to self-love is my rehab. Um, <laughs> shout out to God because without him, there would be no self-love is my rehab. There would be no complex. There would be no DC. Uh, shout out to Dynamic Culture Apparel. That's my baby. Don't play with it. Um, we got some shit coming. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I don't mean to sound redundant, but I'm being hype about it this time because, God damn it, it's coming, God damn it. You hear me? Yes. It's coming. <laughs> about to be some fire shit. You know what I'm saying? 
as I always say, as I always say in um in the videos, you know what I'm saying? Stay true to yourself and love yourself on some dynamic shit, you feel me? Um yeah. if you wanna yeah, stay right. updated on um merchandise and you know, any updates, you know what I'm saying, as far as like with the merchandise and website, um, you can follow me on Instagram at dynamic underscore culture underscore apparel. Or you can follow me on Facebook as well at Dynamic Culture Apparel. And my most favorite part of the shout-outs, you know what I'm saying? Shout-out to all my positive kings and queens of positive vibes and positive energy. And shout-out to all them damn negative Nancys and negative Karens with negative vibes and negative energy. <laughs> we still love you at the end of the day, sugar. We just wait for you to catch up, buff. That part, that part. Um, okay. Well, I'm going to say shout out to this platform. Self-love is my rehab. It has definitely made me, forced me, exposed me to become a better person because, um, just like DC said, I have to apply what I say on here. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can't tell y'all how to do something without knowing how it feels for myself. So I hold myself accountable. And even on the days I can't hold myself accountable, I still am truthful about it. Um, shout out to... UDC, like I said, for rocking with me since December of 2019. Like, you know, this was just always a thought, and then we incorporated and made it something. And I really do love this platform because I see the growth in myself. I see the growth in you, and I'm glad to not have a co-host that fights for me on stuff because we do talk about some heavy <laughs> stuff, and you could be like, fuck yeah, but you don't. You know what I'm saying? I, I say that to my co-host, Queen K, too, because, you know, she's a very private person. Like, the fact that you two take this serious and and you're willing to do something that's out of the norm for you, I I can't tell y'all both how much – I can't tell y'all both enough how much that I appreciate that. Um, Shout out to my book, No Apologies, that sets a platform for self-love is my rehab and Queen Survives and Visions. Out of Darkness is coming July 31st. I am two and a half chapters away from being done with the proofreading and the editing part. So then I can ship it over to get typeset, and I will let y'all know when pre-orders are starting. I'm hoping to have them start by June 30th. So please, let's just hope that everything flows. It's finally coming. Um, I'm going to say this. No apologies expressed to me, exposed to me who else in my life was toxic, out of darkness exposed to me my fucked up ways. And boy, has it been a very bittersweet reality because I'd be crying, but at the same time, I'd be happy. So yeah, so I can't wait for y'all to read this one. And please do not try to come and shoot me because I keep my own ass. Um, And last but not least, shout out to God because without him, I would not have the strength that I have. Um, I would not have gotten as far as I have gotten without him and I would not be able to understand myself. Like when I say that God has been in my corner and has showed me who he, who he really is, he has strengthened me to the point where like, I don't care about other people's opinions anymore. I'm learning to stand on my own judgment and, and go at his, like, you know, let it be his willpower. I have to realize I'm not in control of anyone but myself. And that means that I, you know, I have to be in control of who hurts me and who makes me feel good. You know, I have to, I have to control all of that. And I just thank him for just always giving me that clarity and just always, you know, showing up and showing out. So, with that being said, all right, DC, we are going to get into the, well, no, not the last segment, but we're going to get into the what you know about that. 
Hey, what you know about that? What you know about that? Hey, I know what about that, little hey, oh. Okay, so <laughs> this is what we got to know about that topic today. So, shit. So, um, apparently, two days ago, I thought it was some bullshit, but, you know, apparently it's real. Uh, you know, this is the times we live in. Um, so... I've been, I've, I've been, I scrolled down on Facebook, you know, ironically, we talking about social media. Um, mm-hmm. I was scrolling down on Facebook and I had happened to see somebody had reposted that black Twitter was supposed to be petitioning to cancel Destiny's Child's song, Cater to You. So I was like, what, what, wait, what? Huh? So I had to try to do some further research to try to, you know, say, find the article to see if it was like really like official type of shit. And, you know, I Googled it and apparently it's, it's, been some shit that's really been popping off about this song. So um, I had looked at the article and it was saying uh, black Twitter petitions to cancel Destiny's Child song cater to you, quote unquote, 17 years later, people, mind you, 17 years later, because it's also because they consider it being a slave song, quote unquote, and women are now bothered by the lyrics. And, you know, they were saying like, you know, how, uh, the love song apparently um, they, it didn't age. However, you know, as fans are calling it out for being a pick me anthem and teaching women some negative ways to express their love to a man. Now, mm. I was further reading into it, and um, at the time of its release, uh, the group spoke on it on uh, MTV News, and uh, Kelly Rowland has spoke on it, and she explained uh, the meaning of the of the song, saying that. Uh, it basically talks about how a guy inspires you. You want to make him happy and you want to cater to him. I know it's going to be surprising to a lot of people that ind- that the independents of quote unquote are being submissive to their man. But it's important that people know that, you know, it's fine if your man deserves it and gives that back to you. So I was a little baffled about it because like, you know what I'm saying? Like when I listened to the song, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's what I was kind of, like, getting out of it. But, right. you know, I don't know. Like, it may have been mis- it may have been misinterpreted by people who's kind of, like, listening to it. And it's like, maybe they're going based off of, you know, the guys that they've dealt with or, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> or if it's been, like, certain hatred that they have towards guys, you know what I'm saying? To where it's like, I would never cater to a goddamn man. Like, that's, like, you know what? Like, you know what I'm saying? So, like... My personal opinion on it, I feel like what, where they were coming from with the whole song, you know what I'm saying, is mm-hmm. is basically what Kelly said in a nutshell. You know what I'm saying, like yeah, they the song is based on a woman catering to a man who's been doing for her. You know what I'm saying, or has been, you know what I'm saying, the man of her dreams in the relationship. You know what I'm saying. It's mm-hmm. not about it's not about the the ups and the downs that they're pretty much discussing in the sense. You know what I'm saying? But that man that you that you trust in, you know what I'm saying? Like, you're rock. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, that dude. Like, you know what I'm saying? You're doing it for that dude. You're not doing it for a Tyrone, for, you know what I'm saying, for a nigga who's sitting on the couch and not doing shit and not being productive with his life. Like, no. Like, this is this is the guy that, that you brought to your parents. You know what I'm saying? Or that you bring to, like, family cookouts and shit. Everybody in the family know the nigga. Like, you know what I'm saying? Or, you know what I'm saying? Like, he's, he's in a sense, done you know, certain things for you, you know what I'm saying, bringing you flowers on a random day, you know what I'm saying, like delivering flowers at work on a random day just because it's Wednesday type of shit, or, you know what I'm saying, cooking for you, 
You know what I'm saying? Like you're doing shit in return. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I feel like I feel like I feel like the the the, the women that are in a sense attacking the song is probably just looking at it in a submissive way that women are just doing this for any type of guy. So I don't know. I could be wrong. You know what I'm saying? The article didn't really specify, you know, any more than that, but in theory, that's what I kind of think. But uh, what's your take on it? I mean, I have not read the article, but I, I did see a lot of different memes about like, I need to, like, really go back and re-listen to Cater to you. You know, like, people were saying that, like, oh, like, this this part doesn't sit right with me. I wish a nigga would, uh, you know, tap me and I'm sweet and I'm a roll over. No, like, it was girls saying this. And I was looking at the comments, and a guy in there even said, you know, um, I don't see how this is a slavery song. Like, you know, men want to be, men want to feel like they are loved, too. But, you know, right. at the same time, you know, it, it comes down to this whole being submissive. And honestly, we have to be careful because there is guys out there, you know, and like you said, like um, they may feel like this song is dedicated to any type of guy, and it's not, but there are men out there who think that being submissive means taking disrespect, that you can take the, uh, you know, like their misogynistic ways. I was actually talking to a guy the other day that um, asked me what my book was about. And I told him, I was like, you know, uh, it's about a girl that was in domestic violence and my target audience is women who are coming out of it. So he was like, well, how can you say that you're ready for a relationship? And I never even said that about a relationship. He was like, how can you say that you're ready for a relationship if you don't know, if, if you don't want to be submissive? So, you know what I'm saying? Like, men think like this. You get what I'm saying? Like, they, every man has different different ways of what submissive means. You know, I remember back in the day, I used to hear, I used to hear being submissive when you're married to your husband, whenever he wants head, you have to give it to him. Whenever he wants sex, you have to give it to him. So mm. I can understand why the, the trigger behind this whole cater, you know what I'm saying, feels like slavery mm-hmm. because it's like, right. you know what I'm saying, like, oh, I have to cater. I have to have no backbone to this person, but... I agree with what Kelly Rowland was saying. Like, no, it's not that. It's just basically saying, like, you know, I want to make my I want to make my man feel good because of how he's there for me. Because sometimes we don't really give men all of the credit for what y'all take on the good man that's there. You know, what I'm saying that is a provider that you know um, doesn't you know doesn't doesn't complain about the extra stress that he takes on. He just shows up and shows out. But a lot of us have not seen that man because we've never had that example before. But we we don't know how to give credit because we're so scared to cater to another man because we're so scared to lose ourselves. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So I, I don't know. I mean, it was it was 17 years ago, and yeah. like you know, this what I this just goes back to what I said in the uh, segment about like now you're trying to put control over some somebody's creativity. Just don't listen to the song if it offends you. But now, what are you about to say? Yeah. No, because I was going to say, like, you know, like, because, like, because, like, the way Kelly, the way Kelly explained what the song was about, you know what I'm saying? Like, you can, you can kind of almost, in a sense, like, see it in, like, the lyrics. Mm-hmm. If you, like, not only if you listen to it, but if you just read them. Because, like, you know, I was looking at a part where, because, like, I'm currently looking at the lyrics right now, and, like, I've seen a part where, mm-hmm. it's, where like, they were singing, like, you inspired me to do better. You challenged me for the better. 
Let me, yes. you know, sit back and let me pour out my love letter. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, so let me, let me, you know, let me cater to you for, you know, challenging me to do better. You know what I'm saying? Inspiring me to do better just based off of, you know, what you bring to the table or, you know, just how you carry yourself as a man. But yeah. <laughs> there's probably a rebuttal to that because nowadays, 17 years later, men <laughs> can do that and still cheat. Oh, shit. Yeah, in a sense, you see what I'm saying? Like, because, like, we, 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 in a sense, on the show, always, like, when we talk about relationships, we always, in a sense, bring up the fact that, you know, people can be able to have two different personalities or, you know, can have mm-hmm. two different meanings or two different motives, you know what I'm saying, two sides yeah. of a story. You know what I'm saying? A person can be faithful to one person, you know what I'm saying, and still, you know, live another life somewhere else like you know what i'm saying that was yeah. just like i don't know if we have i don't know if we ever said it on the podcast or whatever but i remember you me and you having a conversation about how um about how uh i think we was talking about uh steve harvey and saying like how um uh, no we were talking about baby's kids and like how um oh wait hold on i ain't gonna, I ain't gonna go too far into that because that might be actually another episode stay tuned on that but um <laughs> but basically yeah we were uh we were talking about like how like a guy can deal with a chick who's celibate and you know what I'm saying, yeah, and won't give up. You, you know what I'm saying, and like have like a certain uh, time frame as to when she's gonna be able to give it up to you. But that don't mean that you celibate too. In her eyes, you could be celibate to her. You know what I'm saying. But until you leave, you clapping cheeks somewhere else. But she don't know that because you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying because you 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 developed this character and you were able to play it so well to where like you know what I'm saying like you're able to you know what I'm saying, portray yourself as being celibate with her. We going, we, we, we in this shit through thick and thin, my baby. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, the only thing, like, I've, I've been close to stroking the meat, but, hey, like, you know what I'm saying? I thought about, you know what I'm saying, saving my time for you, too. It's the mouthpiece huh. and shit that, will, that will, yeah. you know, that'll get a person, like, you know, believe in you type of shit. You know what I'm saying? Especially if the actions mm-hmm. come behind it. But, like I was saying, you know what I'm saying, the moment, the moment that person, whether it's man or woman, because women are, women been following the playbook, too. Don't get it twisted. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying like once that person leaves and you know what I'm saying like goes elsewhere ain't no telling where they going you know you know what I'm saying yeah. like I is is you know in a sense it's kind of living proof you know and and you know in my experiences too like you know what I'm saying like yeah I was at all when I when you know when I had found out some shit about certain people so <laughs> you know what I'm saying like <laughs> Oh, yeah. God. That's so, not I funny. mean, I, That's not funny. Yeah, so I mean, like, 17 years later, they're probably looking at it from the aspects of men that they're currently dealing with now. You know what I'm saying? Or, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, if it, was, if, it was a, if it was a man, if this was a male group, you know what I'm saying, talking about catering to a woman, I'm pretty sure niggas would probably have a, you know, probably have a say-so about it, too. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. man, they ain't, nothing, they, they ain't worth nothing but a 40 ball. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, it, there's all there's always some say so to this shit, you know what I'm saying? So you just never know. And I and I think that they're probably trying to cancel it just based off of the the men that they're dealing with 17 years later. Because I'm telling you, probably <laughs> 17 years ago, they're not the same as they were now. Oh, it's it's looking kind of scarce for me, but I'm gonna still be receptive <laughs> and open to love. That's all. I'm <laughs> but <laughs> with that being said. Can you close this out with that name? Now it's your turn to laugh. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, I'm choking. Oh, shit. But, hey, <laughs> look, listen. 
this the caption for tonight, man. Hopefully y'all enjoy. You know what I'm saying? Complex got a hell of a laugh. I got a couple chuckles in there as well. You know what I'm saying? Like this is some laid back. Hopefully y'all enjoyed it. But at the same time, when there's laughter, there's an important message behind it too. You know what I'm saying? So hopefully y'all were able to find that message, implement that into your life, and carry on to the next day and the day after. So with that being said, we're going to close it out with a dynamic culture quote. And it Mm -hmm. is, an arrow can only be released by first pulling it back. When life pulls you back, it simply means you're launching into something amazing. So I picked this quote because I always deprive myself of wanting, or I wouldn't even say wanting, but needing to do better. You know what I'm saying? I always had that fear of, you know, of possibly doing better because the greater the accomplishments, the bigger the fall is what I kind of always seem to kind of think of it as, but you know what I'm saying? Like that's never really the case. You know what I'm saying? There's always, there's always chances of a happy ending, you know what I'm saying? At the end of the road, you know what I'm saying? So I say that to say, never be, never be scared to, you know, take that, take that next step. You know what I'm saying? Go to that next level. You know what I'm saying? Be dynamic. You know what I'm saying? Like don't ever be afraid of, you know, the challenges that may come across you, you know what I'm saying? Or, or setbacks, you know what I'm saying? Don't ever be afraid to take setbacks, you know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> trust and believe, like, you know what I'm saying? I wasn't really on my come up before 2016, but you know what I'm saying? I was, I was stable until 2016. I had a setback and, you know what I'm saying? For, for, for three years and up to this date, you know what I'm saying? After two DUIs and, you know, almost spending 20 stacks on, you know, court fees and, you know, piss drops and everything like that. I got my own business. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like, you know, so it, there's, there's, there's times where you have setbacks, you know what I'm saying? And it may seem like it's the end of the, it, it's the end of times for you. And, you know what I'm saying? You're just going to be stuck in your ways, but hey, listen, man, just keep God on your side and, you know what I'm saying? Just keep praying and stay humble and, you know, stay out of the way of the bullshit. You know what I'm saying? And before you know it, you'll be, you be on a yacht somewhere, you know what I'm saying? Having a person feed you grapes and shit, cheese and crackers. You never know. Or you'd be like on Smitty Merchant in Italy eating steak off a chick ass. But, hey, that's that's, oh, a, that's a goal of mine personally. <laughs> but, Misogynistic. Oh, uh, Jesus. <laughs> shit. Like we're a piece of meat. But, uh, Man. <laughs> <laughs> but nah, but nah, it's a real shit, man. Take care of yourself, love yourself, on some dynamic shit. Peace and love, and we are out. Peace and love, y'all.